You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. This is East Carolina All-American Brian Packard, and we're talking Pirate Baseball and the Sports Objective. You're listening to Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on Facebook Live and our YouTube channel as we talk East Carolina baseball. As we look back at the previous week and take a look at what's ahead. Now, let's talk Pirate Baseball. Welcome in to Extra Innings right here on the Sports Objective, presented by our good friends. Appreciate Trent and Gaynell Brent. And, of course, I'm talking about Next Level Training Center. Just go to nextleveltc.com, or you can actually give them a call, 252-756-NEXT. And we appreciate their support of the program. Pirates had a tough weekend, a tough weekend at the office, if you will, as they get swept by the Shockers. Pirates are now 29-11 and on obviously being swept on a three-game losing streak. But Bubba... We're looking for them to bounce back uh, tomorrow night in Raleigh as the Pirates are going to be on the road yet again with uh, our good friends in Raleigh, the Wolfpack. Yeah, obviously a frustrating weekend, and we'll we'll talk more about it, uh, as well as what was a very good midweek win over Charlotte last Wednesday uh, as Pirate Nation um, painted downtown Charlotte and Truist Field purple, um, nearly 5,000 on hand for that 6-2 victory over the 49ers. But, um, but yeah, the, I think the best way to describe what happened out in Wichita is it was very disappointing but not disheartening because and this team, we saw it um, over the last couple weeks prior to that Wichita State series, uh, the way they had responded to the adversity out in Houston, uh, I think we'll do so once again. Now, there are certainly things um, that are that need to be addressed to an extent, you know, and there's there's things that are just reality as far as some guys being beat up, and that's going to happen when you're 40 games into the season, as we are. But uh, on the whole, yeah, disappointing, but anything but disheartening. I think we'll bounce back and and play quality baseball down the stretch and uh, accomplish uh, what we all want to accomplish and uh, winning a four straight conference championship and um, and obviously also hosting another regional but um, definitely have some work to do to accomplish those goals but everything is within our control yeah I was going to say the very fact of that every goal that we have is still in front of us so it's not like that that was the end of the regular season and we don't win a title, that kind of thing. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. And, you know, uh, one other thing I was thinking about, Bubba, yesterday is the fact that yesterday afternoon when that was going on is how baseball, the baseball season is such an emotional roller coaster, right? Because last week it's so easy to win four games and we actually won nine straight. So you're going, you know, up in the air, you're going straight, straight, straight up, 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 up. And all of a sudden it only takes – the, like the doubleheader loss on Saturday to uh, next thing you know, it's like a nosedive. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, put that in the, for Facebook live or on YouTube, then you can put your comments in the, 
comment box and we'll actually uh, talk about that. But hopefully uh, the Pirates, uh, you know, one of the things Bubba I notice is uh, for me is that good teams find a way to win. In this particular case, that when you face adversity, um, teams know how to deal with that, the good teams, that is. And so we'll see how they react to adversity that we've had with the three-game losing streak in Wichita. Yeah, with our culture and the fabric of this program, um, like I said, no cause for concern. Uh, just a, a disappointing weekend. Um, and like I said, there obviously there are always things that you want to sure up and um, improve upon. But definitely uh, you know, 29 and 11 here, 40 games in. Um, the way we've played on the road, um, and I've heard Coach Godwin address that. Uh, just – I don't know if it's been the lack of an atmosphere at some of these ballparks. You think uh, with Houston, um, Wichita State, and then and then also Duke and different places. Um, that's not an excuse. I mean, that's just that's right. something our team has to figure out and uh, bring more energy to the table, uh, as Coach Godwin ha has referenced in a, a couple different interviews uh, since the weekend. And um, it's like something, it's like a statistic I had, I had looked up, you know, when was the last time that we had been swept in a conference series? You had to go way back to 2018 uh, when, and obviously that year we hosted a regional and um, obviously the last time we'd been swept period was the first series of last season when, when Bryant, Bryant came in and uh, swept us. But, it's such an atypical weekend. You know, it's it's easy to overreact just because we're spoiled as pirate baseball fans and uh, just everything that this program has accomplished. It's so unusual to see us get swept, um, period, and but especially in a league series because it hasn't happened in five years. And so you got to keep things in perspective and, and realize that like we saw in the top 25 across the board, you, you had six teams in the top 12 get swept. And overall, the top 25 had a losing record against unranked teams last weekend. So tremendous parity in college baseball. All the credit in the world to Wichita State. Uh, their rotation was tremendous. Um, we've seen how good the East Carolina rotation is. You know, unfortunately, Trey is savage. Um, you know, not at his best and a uh, very quick hook for, um, but I think, although quick, I say quick, um, just in terms of the length of the outing, only 1.2, you know, inning and two thirds rather, but um, it was something that was, was needed. And you know, coach Godwin said that, that Trey will quite probably uh, miss his start. Right. Uh, against um, Tulane this weekend, so so we shall see. Uh, you know, hopefully he'll he'll be returning the the following weekend. I believe it's up at Cincinnati, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how we handle the rotation this weekend. If we announce a a Sunday starter, if we go Spivey grows, and then maybe Jake Hunter. I know Zach Root. I believe is going to get the start uh, and get the ball in Raleigh at Doak Field against the Wolfpack on Tuesday night. So, um, so that's something uh, to keep an eye on. 
And but that Wichita State rotation, you know, hats off to them. I mean, the Pirates have been shut out once all year, and they shut us out twice. Had two complete games, uh, excellent outings by a two-way player, Peyton Tolley, and then obviously Adler uh, in game three on Sunday. And then Clark Candiotti, uh, his performance in game two, uh, very solid as well. Uh, and then that the Shockers lineup, solid throughout, tremendous power. And I know um, a lot of folks didn't realize the potential they had and the talent they had. Uh, coming into this series, because you look all oh, 20 and 15, they're having a, a decent year, better than they've been the last couple, but still, you know, nothing great. Um, but it was largely the the pitching in the bullpen, and then and then some deficiencies on the defensive side, where where they were even after the weekend, where they made several very good plays, and I'm not sure. Uh, what they finished up with from an air standpoint, it, uh, they may not have committed an E, but if they did, it wasn't probably more than one or two. They're still just 966, I believe, for the season. So they've had their defensive struggles and then also their woes on the back end of the bullpen. But uh, and their lineup, like Coach Godwin said, is uh, it's the real deal. Um, it's Peyton totally blocked. Brock Rodden, etc. Pretty solid one through nine, and nice blend of uh, speed run and like a fifty-three bomb. But uh, we can learn from. Let's move on and uh, take care of this state and uh, get back on the right track. I fully expect that to happen and uh, carry that into the weekend against Tulane uh, because having lost uh, two conference series now against Houston and Wichita State, um, the, the margin for error um, isn't extremely big as we're uh, right here halfway through the conference schedule. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, uh, look, guess what? It, you know, it happens. Um and I tell you, one of the things I was really happy with Bubba and hadn't had a chance to mention this to you all day. It's been a crazy day to say the least. But how about the D1 baseball? We're twelfth this week. We only dropped five spots, so that lets you know that if this was a really bad series that we lost, we would have lost uh, way, way more. Don't you think? To a degree, but I think I think dropping. Five spots from seventh to twelfth in D1 baseball. That's more a reflection of uh, what I already referenced, and that's the craziness that occurred. And um, something that you know, Coach Godwin said in 20 years in the profession that he had never seen six top 12 teams get swept uh, on the same weekend. Uh, so just tremendous parity. And if you don't play your best baseball, and we were certainly nowhere near our ba best baseball in Wichita, and Wichita. Um, certainly played um, probably pretty close to as well as they can play. And and so when that happens, you, you take a quality club like the Shockers, um, 23 and 15 now. And, and Coach Godwin said out of the four conference series we've played, that they're definitely the best team, even better than Houston uh, from top to bottom when you look at their talent and everything they bring to the table. 
So, um, and then also he said that they would rank right up there with, you know, the, the North Carolinas or NC States and some of the, the better competition we have seen on the season as a whole. So, and just a few bright spots on the weekend. Carter Cunningham, you know, congratulations to Carter Cunningham. He is our PGXGloves.com Player of the Week. Um, Carter went five out of 15, had a hit in all four games, uh, something that he was probably the only to do. I know Justin Wilcoxon also had a had a decent week or at least some big moments. I had the big three-run home run against Charlotte, and we'll talk more about that big win over the 49ers. But Carter, like I said, five out of 15, his fourth home run of the season there early in that game against Charlotte and now has a six-game hit streak. And then um, also, although um, the Pirates starting pitching um, probably had their biggest struggles of the season, against Wichita State. Um, you did have some pretty good relief outings. You had um, you had uh, Richie, uh, Eric Richie, pitched well. Uh, Jake Hunter had a good outing. So uh, you did see some good things uh, from guys in the bullpen that uh, we'll certainly need to see moving forward. And another solid relief outing was uh, that uh, you know, of Winthrop transfer, uh, Willie Lumpkin. So um, hopefully Lumpkin uh, will continue to pitch that way down the stretch. Yeah, no question. I think uh, congratulations to Carter Cunningham uh, <clears throat> for his uh, success this week. It's been great. And again, Bubba, you know, um, things happen. In fact, uh, we can, I guess, do our comments from Brandon, as he talks about NC State was uh, swept and uh, over the weekend. So NC State coming off a bad weekend, too. They were swept by Clemson. And uh, you know who the who the skipper is there in Clemson? So very happy. Yep. For, <clears throat> oh, cool. For Backage. Yep. Eric Backage, Nick Schnabel. So yeah, congrats, well, congrats to them. They're, they're playing better baseball, and they're right in the middle of their division. I believe 9-9 nine and nine now in the ACC, and they have an RPI of 22. So if they play well down the stretch, oh, wow. uh, they're, they're, um, their chances of making the uh, road to Omaha in the NCAA tournament are uh, very real um, with that kind of RPI. So they have a lot to play for here um, in, the, in the last third of the season or last last. 25% of the season. I didn't know their RPI was that high. And Craig, our good friend, how, how are you, Craig? Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, <clears throat> Craig was talking about we got uh, we got our butts whooped, and guess what? It happens. No excuses. We learn, move on, and improve. Our team is solid and resilient. Craig, spot on. Appreciate you very much. And by the way, uh, Bubba, uh, Pirate Radio Clip Clipper uh, calls Johnny Robertson Johnny Stats. So not Johnny Football, but Johnny Stats. So from now on, we'll, Jr. You're Johnny Stats. We appreciate you very much. And he said Wichita State pitchers had 19 innings where they threw 14 or less pitches, including a five pitch inning, two seven pitch innings, and two eight pitch innings. Unbelievable, Johnny. Yeah, you and, you and Bubba are amazing with stats. That's just 
mind-boggling when you think about how easy they had it. Yeah, and kind of along those lines, uh, a very similar stat. Um, the Pirates this weekend, at 27 at-bats, of course, over the three games. And in 15 of those 27 at-bats, uh, we sent the minimum to the plate. So meaning either that we were retired three up, three down, or you know somebody reached base and then somebody hit into a double play. So we only sent the minimum – or we sent the minimum to the plate in 15 out of our 27 at-bats, which wow. is obviously way too frequent. Um, and then uh, – How about – I've got one stat for you, Bubba, off the top, top of my head for you and Johnny. I believe I remember hearing for the weekend, uh, as far as hits are concerned, it was 41 for Wichita and 14 for the Pirates. Yeah, that's correct. Uh we were out hit 41 to 14. Nine of our 14 hits came in game two. But um, also, it, this is the fewest runs that we've scored in a three-game series in the Cliff Godwin era. That's how atypical of a weekend this was. Um, the fewest we had scored in a three-game series under under Cliff, um, there were, I think, three runs. Two, two occasions that we had scored five. One was his first weekend as head coach against UVA way back in 2015. Wow. And, and another time came in uh, the first time when we played UConn in 2017. And because and, and that, that was obviously our traveling partner rather than Cincinnati back when UConn was in the league. Yeah. So um, U, UConn really had our number that year in six games against the Huskies in the regular season in 2017. We only scored 12 runs. So, um, this was comparable to that, but uh, you know, a little, a little uh, less or fewer runs um, put up this weekend. And the last time, um, there was the fewest runs we'd scored in a three-game series since way back in 2006, the first year of the Billy Godwin era, where we got outscored by Cal State Fullerton 21 to one. Wow! Uh, over over three games out out in Fullerton, and of course the Titans came to Clark LeClaire in 2007, and the Pirates return the favor, um, didn't shut them down quite as significantly as they did us, but we, we uh, put up a broom and swept, I believe it was number six, Cal State Fullerton in 2007. Well, I tell you, it's, uh, it's one of those things yesterday, Bubba, that we were just, it was so miserable the weekend. My son's team lost as far as baseball in Little League and having the three baseball losses and Having a doubleheader, you know, on Saturday was uh, tough, and we lose both of those. And, um, you know, it, it was such a close game. And then the fifth inning, when they we'll talk about that, they broke it open yesterday. I was just like, man, this is just uh, tough. But the good news is, I was thinking about, too, is the fact that I think it's good. Instead of, like, football, where you have to wait a whole week, we wait a couple days, and we have a chance to correct that and – it's a competitor, Bubba. You want to go ahead and I know you can't do that in football, obviously, but as far as baseball is concerned, it's good to be able to get back on the field and and do something about it instead of having to wait a whole week and think about it. Yeah, that's definitely one of the positives of baseball versus, versus as you said, football, where you're going to have to at least wait five days, if not right. uh, a full week. But Hey, uh, 
Yeah, like like you're saying, um, as a competitor, I mean that's a, that's what you want uh, just to get back and uh, get that bad taste out of your mouth and, uh, and get in the the win column. And hopefully we'll find a way to do that tomorrow night at Doak Field against NC State. But um, kind of we'll go back to that Charlotte game. Um, Pirates jumped on the Niners early. Um, Carter Cunningham, the second batter of the game, hit an absolute shot, um, oppo shot to the left center gap that cleared the seating there. It had to be every bit of about 400 feet um, to the opposite field. And um, got the game off on the right foot. And then with the game tied one-to-one, uh, there in the – I want to say it was the, the fourth inning, uh, you, you had the big three-run, two-out home run uh, by Justin Wilcox into right center. And then the following inning, you, know, you had a big two-run, two-out uh, single, um, also two strikes. Uh, when when Barini uh, delivered that one back through the box to go up six to one, and the Pirates uh, went on to the six to two win. Uh, Danny Bill was excellent in relief, and with that relief outing, earned the victory, and um, as a result, uh, was awarded our PGXGloves.com Pitcher of the Week. So congratulations to Pirate right-hander Danny Bill. Three innings uh, of shutout baseball, surrendering just one hit, six strikeouts. No walks, and now is three and one on the season. So, congratulations to Danny Bill. Great job by Danny, and uh, he he's deal he was dealing on uh, certainly on Wednesday in Charlotte. And Bubba, I was really proud by the way uh, you and a lot of the folks I know. Coach O talked about it on the radio ninety four point three the game about how we've had games uh, in Kannapolis. And now the game in Charlotte, downtown at Truist Field, where you guys were in the western part of the state, were able to see a game relatively close to your house versus having to come all the way to Greenville or go to the Triangle or different places. That was actually great for you guys. Yeah, Pirate Nation showed up uh, big on both of those occasions, March 7th against Queens, and then obviously last Wednesday, April 19th against the Charlotte 49ers. Uh, in what was a, you know, considered to be a home game for Charlotte, uh, not a neutral site. Uh, obviously, just uh, you know, twenty minutes or so down the road from from the campus, not not even, but uh, four thousand seven eighty six was the announced attendance. That it surprised me. I mean, that's a that's an excellent crowd, but um, they say the ballpark seats ten or ten and a half thousand. There, there's no way there were fifty five hundred empty seats. Um, so I was expecting the announced attendance to probably be like six. You know, at least about six or something. So yeah. it, interesting there. But, uh, you know, if there was 4,786, I'd say, you know, at least about, I don't know, in at least 60 plus percent of that uh, were Pirates. So it, it was an unbelievable uh, turnout by Pirate Nation. And, uh, and as I mentioned, a big two-out hitting uh, from from Wilcoxon and uh, Barini that largely did the damage. Uh, we had, I think, six runs on nine hits in the game, and that was a huge win because uh, Charlotte was teetering um, right there, I think just over 50 in the RPI, 
So um, very nice resume win over the 49ers. Uh, and could be, you know, proved to be a quad one win um, before the end of the season. And uh, and then I, I mentioned Wilcox and also had some quality at bats out at Wichita, um, as did Carter. But um, it, it was uh, obviously largely uh, struggles um, as you know, Jacob Starling and and then Josh Moreland. I'm trying to remember if it was a, like a combined 0 for 20. It was it was uh, and just hit the ball right at people or or like I know Moreland hit one that looked like it was going to be a, a double down the right field line. An excellent backhanded stop by the Wichita State first baseman. So uh, it was just one of those weekends, and, uh, and we'll, we'll bounce back from it. Um, kind of taking a look at the American standings. Conference with those eight and four marks. Um, Pirates seven and five in third. South Florida six and six. And then you have UCF, Cincinnati, Tulane at five and seven, and Memphis in the cellar at four and eight. But uh, you know, with twelve games remaining in conference play, this league is very much up for grabs to uh, to about anyone. Um, but and but it seems as though, um, especially with Wichita State and Houston having the tiebreaker against the Pirates, that's the uh, the primary competition. But uh, South Florida is still ahead on the ECU schedule. And then um, – go ahead. I was going to mention that also keep in mind we have Cincinnati. Tulane will be this weekend, but we have the, the bottom three teams. We're going to see those folks uh, coming up uh, here still to come. So, uh, yes, it's tough to uh, – yeah, that, but you have Tulane, Cincinnati, Memphis – uh, when you have those uh, coming up, then that gives you hope that you can rattle off. That would be great if we could sweep all those, all three of those series. But if not, you feel like you could get a lot of wins there. Yeah, in order to uh, you know accomplish what we what we intend on accomplishing, and um, that's going to have to be the case. And you see that those midweek opportunities um, beginning tomorrow night against the Wolfpack. They have their top 30 RPI, and then the, the Tar Heels um, are still a top 50 RPI, but their their stock has really fallen. Yeah. And, and uh, the, both of those clubs right now, uh, they would probably be in the tournament, definitely NC State, and then North Carolina would probably be uh, – they'd probably be in, but um, they both have some work to do uh, and probably – Hosting is that is, you know, unless they do something like we did last season or, you know, really, really finish strong, not necessarily um, produce a 20 game win streak. But in in order to to get back into the hosting pitcher, um, I'd say that's probably sailed for the Tar Heels and then uh, NC State and um, certainly a lot to do for them as well. But Wake Forest is really uh, yeah. they, they're really dominating in, in the ACC. And I think they have probably about a four or five game lead in in their side, and 
and it looks like they they could uh, you know win that conference by decisive margin, uh, which would be impressive. But um, to your point, yeah, th- there you see Tulane and Cincinnati with RPIs 198 and 192. So uh, you don't necessarily you don't have to sweep them both, but uh, you you really need to uh, you know try to try to win five out of six uh, and. Because it's just it's just hard to you know produce sweep after sweep, but um, man, if you could though, gosh, uh, those two midweeks just to not I know call me greedy, but somehow if you we went on a nine game winning streak, somehow if you could go on an eight game winning streak, let's say winning the next two weeks, man, that will put you in a much much better shape. State and the obvious there, but uh, we got to we got to get it done. Uh, did you see Kyle's comment on YouTube? Yeah, he said last week. Shocking, shocking. Get it? Shocking. Yes, sir. It was definitely uh, shocking to say the least. And uh, Johnny Robertson says, completely useless stat. This is really cool. That's why we love Johnny stats, Jr. So much. The 2023 Pirates have never lost when any of the following things have happened. Will Wilcoxon, Hoove, or Clunch have an RBI? The Pirates are 22 and 0. When either Wilcox, Sabrini, Hoove, Amac, Cunningham, or Clonch hit a home run, the Pirates are 20 and 0. And when the Pirates score in the second inning, they are 10 and 0. So, Johnny, thank you. I don't think that's useless. I think that's actually useful um, because that tells you when those things happen, we win. So, um, JR says, shocking. I tell you, yeah, it was very shocking, my friend. It was. Uh, great to have that series over, and now we. The good news is, thankfully, we have a lot more games ahead. And then, Bubba, I know you want to talk about our resume. Yeah, um, WarrenNolan.com is you know we give credit to them uh, for that's where we um, retrieve these graphics. Uh, so you have. The Pirates, obviously, 29-11 overall, 24-2 at Clark LeClaire. But there you see, uh, noted by the red arrows for our viewers, uh, 5-8 road record and then 7-5 within the league. Uh, So that's something um, we won't go on about it um, because we discussed it earlier in the show and uh, Coach Godwin just said that and Pirates have to have to bring more energy uh, when they're on the road, uh, period. But especially in those venues, you know, where there's not much of an atmosphere, and uh, it's not an excuse. I mean, it's not taking anything away from Wichita State. It's just, you know, it's just a fact that we uh, that um, you know what we did in those two weekends at Houston and at Wichita State um, wasn't wasn't pirate baseball and it's you know, not, not what um, coach Godwin, this staff and this program over the last several years have um, produced series in series out and stuff, stuff happens, but, uh, and, and there's no doubt we'll, we'll get it fixed. Um, Johnny Gardner chiming in saying we never looked in sync, no excuses. Uh, what will help us the most going forward is we saw having a target on our back is like when a, team is really dialed in expect us to play well down the stretch <clears throat> i agree i agree and uh and uh, like 
Coach Godwin said, you know, whether it's at Clark LeClaire or on the road in a uh, regional or super regional, then then obviously you're going to have to uh, to play with the target on your back. You're going to have to uh, produce in those in those key moments in competitive games. And uh, by and large, this team's done that because they're 29 and 11. Uh, we we just haven't done it on the road like we did a season ago. No question. And Bubba, you know, I don't know. I will say that I know that the team is always prepared. But the one thing you find out is somebody asked me today if I thought, you know, is Houston, excuse me, Houston, man, so tired. If uh, Wichita State was was that good, Dave, were they that good? I said, look, uh, I think that Wichita State is um, better than we thought. They played out of their mind. Um, and we didn't play very well. So when you have that scenario, if you don't show up every day and give it everything you have, I, you know, they, you know, no excuses, but they didn't look like the the team that we know that they are a super regional team at the very least. And I'll stick by that. Yep. And, uh, you know, taking a look at the American scoreboard, whatever the standings, and, uh, you know, the Shockers this weekend, um, last week, in addition to the sweep of the Pirates, um, 10 to 4 winners in Manhattan over Kansas State, and the, the Wildcats are having a solid season. So that was a, a good midweek win over an in state rival. And, th- and um, tomorrow uh, they will be in Stillwater tanking on Oklahoma State at their beautiful ballpark. And, and then they have Kansas coming to Wichita on Wednesday, and then Memphis coming to Wichita this weekend. So five-game week for the Shockers. We'll see how they handle the success. And uh, two two Big 12 teams midweek, and then a series that they should certainly win and probably sweep against Memphis. And um, But – you know, here's hoping the Tigers have something for them and find a way to win a game or maybe even more uh, on the weekend. Um, Houston, the Cougs were three and one last week, took two out of three from Memphis. So, uh, there you see uh, the Tigers won the middle game nine to three, uh, with Houston winning eight to nothing and 11 to one blowouts, at, at least the final margin. I'm not sure, you know, how those games unfolded. But uh, decisive wins uh, for the Cougs in games one and three after a midweek win over Houston Christian, 13-7. to This week they have Lamar and uh, travel to UCF. So uh, maybe maybe the Knights can, uh, can win a game or two, at least in that series. Uh, you have South Florida. I mentioned the Bulls are 500 in the league, 6-6 six and six at the midway point. They dropped two out of three to UCF, uh, losing six to four, winning fourteen to eight, and then getting run ruled eleven to one in eight innings in the series finale. And they had dropped a ten to nothing seven inning run rule decision to North Florida last Tuesday, and this week they have Florida Gulf Coast coming to Tampa, and then Cincinnati will be in Tampa for uh, a three-game series 
on the weekend, obviously. Uh, then you have you have uh, UCF, uh, the Knights, as I mentioned, took two out of three from South Florida, had a midweek win over Stetson, and they have Houston come into town. Um, the Bearcats, uh, they took two out of three from Tulane last weekend, also lo- lost a close game to a very good Indiana team that the Pirates throttled 17-4. Uh, Cincinnati lost 11-9, and the Hoosiers are now 30-11. and uh, Tulane, as I had already mentioned, they had dropped two out of three at Cincinnati. They had won a midweek game against UNO, uh, University of New Orleans. Uh, this week, uh, they have a very, very challenging schedule in addition to coming to Clark LeClaire uh, with the Pirates looking to bounce back. Uh, they have Southern Miss out of the Sun Belt coming to Greer Field at Turchin Stadium. And then we talked about Memphis and you know how they had dropped two out of three to Houston last week. Uh, this week, in addition to the series at Wichita State, they have a midweek game against UT Martin. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be a big uh, – that's the big time. It's crunch time now as we're over halfway through the American Conference season. And let's see if we can bring in Kyle from LaGrange Barber, who is joining us now. Better late than ever. What's up, bro? I don't know if he can hear us or not. Can you hear us, Kyle? If you're saying anything, we're not hearing you, unfortunately. Um, But uh, we'll maybe you can sign back out and sign back in and uh, come back to us. But uh, unfortunately, we don't hear Kyle right. Bubba, do you hear Kyle? No, I'm not able to hear Kyle either. So, Kyle, if, if you hear us, sign out and sign back in. And um, we'll try to bring you into the show uh, once again as we have a few minutes left on this edition of Extra Innings. Um, yeah. now, while we're while we're trying to bring Kyle back in, um, you know, go ahead and go ahead, Dave. No, I was just talking. I was going to say we appreciate. Uh, I was going to mention Next Level Training Center again. NextLevelTC.com. Could give them a call two five two. 756 next is my son Alexander. We're going to try to get him if we can, Bubba. It's just like so much going on academically with school, obviously. And then with uh, he's playing baseball and travel basketball at the same time. Um, but I want to give a shout out to uh, Next Level because they do a great job. If your kids learning uh, need to learn how to pitch, or maybe you're learning to try to get an edge on maybe some techniques as far as uh, hitting the ball better, whatever. They give them a call, 252-756-NEXT, as my son Alexander is taking up pitching. So that's what we're going to use next level for uh, this summer. And also, um, Bob, I want to give a shout-out to Mark Menikazi. Kaz is, does such a fantastic job with pgxgloves.com. My kids, I bought them two pairs each uh, for this season, and they're just uh, going nuts over. They love the PGX gloves. So for their batting gloves, by the way, Bubba. Yeah, appreciate Kaz. I look forward to having him back on the show soon to talk some baseball. You know what's going on in his life, who he's managing this year, and then also um, also talk a little pirate baseball because he certainly keeps up with um, what's going on with the Pirates. 
but um, you know, appreciate cause as, as you said, uh, promo code ECU for twenty five percent off. You know, custom batting gloves, custom baseball gloves, on football gloves, golf gloves, other swag and apparel. I mean, make sure you enter once again ECU at checkout in the promo code for twenty five percent off your entire order. No doubt. Appreciate, uh, again, cause and support of the program. But, man, I'm telling you, if you're a baseball uh, person, if you have uh, maybe kids or grandkids in baseball, pgxgloves.com is the real deal. i tell you what, Bubba, I'm really excited about this weekend because uh, this week uh, we're going to have a chance to do th- something special. And, Bubba, I'm hearing a lot of people tell me they're either they're lying, which I don't think they are, but I, I really, really think that we have a good chance tomorrow night and a lot of people going to uh, to the ba- basketball, baseball game. Yeah, um, obviously a very tough ticket. Um, in, in capacity there at Doak Field isn't what it is at Clark LeClaire. And, um, you know, they – Say whatever, say what you will, um, but uh, you know, not surprisingly, um, through the years, that's become a tougher and tougher ticket. You know, uh, obviously the the great demand uh, drives up the price, and oh yeah, and, th- and those tickets, I and mean, depending where you are in the ballpark, you know, the face value, you know, anywhere from you know twenty five or thirty bucks to probably forty five or fifty dollars. So. Um, so it, it, just a reflection of the of the rivalry, uh, and yes, it is a rivalry, <laughs> and all, and also uh, the ballpark. But um, something else, you know. Speaking of money, you know, huge thank you uh, is in order for a, a great pirate um, or great pirates, um, great pirate family, Van and Jennifer Isley of Raleigh, uh, you know. He's originally a native of Burlington, but uh, that family, the Van and Jennifer Isley family, made the largest single gift in the, his- in the history excuse me, of East Carolina athletics, $5 million uh, to the Pirates Unite capital campaign. And uh, I believe I hadn't had a chance to read all of the article yet. You said half, half two, was- two, two and a half million to football and two and a half million to uh, the, the baseball ops building. Yeah, and so well, you and I were both, and I'm glad I was right on that. The last I'd heard a month or so ago for baseball, let's take that first, is that was over $3 million. It was uh, about half of the halfway there. So if you had $2.5 million to you're, – you're looking at about 5 and a half, maybe, maybe $6 million, and it's only a $7 million I'm, – I'm saying only, but compared to all the other projects, including the indoor practice facility – seven million we're really getting close to breaking ground and uh, we need people to step up well I, I know that all our money is tight but i've been working really hard as you know bubba behind the scenes um i'm i've given so far twenty four hundred dollars out of twenty five hundred that i pledged for my initial pledge for for that so uh for pirates unite and i don't have a lot of money but i'm trying really hard to put my money where my mouth is as you know bubba since i've known you we talked about the importance of improving our facilities and uh, we have uh, the, uh, the Isleys, another great family. 
appreciate. In fact, I, I know they're they're working on other donors that I think we've got some other. I'll just say the I don't know who it is, but they're working on a few more gifts, um, and I think that'll put us really really close to the indoor practice facility. And I do know from the folks in the Pirate Club, they told me a couple months ago the plan is Bubba to have the money raised by the end of this year in December. What a great Christmas gift for the Pirates as far as Pirate Nation to have um, the indoor practice facility money and the baseball project where you have that, where the money's raised, and then you can go ahead and break ground in 2024. Yep, uh, long overdue uh, with the IPF and uh, Anthony Gardner in uh, with in the comments section. Uh, you know, obviously, within the last couple weeks, and we had uh, news on Pepper Jr. be added there, and okay, we lost Bo having some technical difficulties. I know he'll join back in, but. Great job by Coach Schwartz. Uh, we we've always have been singing his praises, but especially when it comes to recruiting, getting a big today, a six eleven Johnny uh, Robertson. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Johnny Gardner, rather wrong, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, I know that it was a six eleven dude. He was originally from uh, committed to, I should say, Elizabeth City, uh, uh, East Tennessee State. I'm sorry. Um, I know that off the top of my head, and I don't know. I can't remember his name, so forgive me, but I'm sure Johnny will remember that, and um, we'll, I'm sure type that for me, but um, that's going to be a great, great 6-11. Another, uh, definitely having a big will be extremely helpful, and obviously in our league, uh, the guard play and certainly the wings, uh, if one through three or four is very big, but uh, as far as when I say big, important when it comes to the three ball um there is callum is that callum richard uh johnny garter says i believe that's right callum richard is his name thank you johnny i appreciate you so much bro uh it's great to have a lot of great people in pirate nation uh to help you out and i've always said since we've done the show that uh thankfully for you guys the listeners are a lot smarter than i am i'll speak for myself and uh so we lean on you guys we appreciate that very much and we try to be as interactive as we can with this show. And I will just tell you that uh, right near me right now, we got a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be bringing you in the fall that we're working on right now. And uh, we'll make those announcements when it gets closer to time. But uh, appreciate uh, everybody's support of the program. And uh, we're waiting for Bubba to come back in. He, uh, I know he went through a bad area, obviously. There, but if you have some more questions or comments that you want to uh, to mention here on Facebook Live or certainly on YouTube, then go ahead and uh, put it up there. And we'll, uh, if you have anything that you want to add, maybe about this week, uh, do you think we're going to beat the uh, the Pirates? Go to Raleigh? Will they beat the Wolfpack tomorrow night? That's the question we can put up there, and maybe you want to predict a score. And then how about this weekend? I think for sure we're going to do very very well. There he is. Welcome back to Bubba. As uh, we talked about Bubba, the big uh, that we got uh, the commitment from Johnny Gardner told me Ca Callum Richard um, from the it was a, the East yeah. Tennessee Cal State. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, he, 
he had uh, previously, I think, been committed to the Bucks. But what was the last thing you heard? I, I did not realize that I had dropped. And so, so I'd been talking for who knows how long uh, with with no one hearing what I was saying. I know you were saying it was very difficult to hear for the last thirty seconds or more. I know you were talking about basketball and maybe okay. uh, us, but I couldn't make out. Yeah, a I lot. just what I had said is. Um, I said a couple weeks ago, you know, the commitment from Bobby Pettiford Jr. And then, um, and then obviously, obviously prior to that, uh, to Corey Faison. uh, I think I've heard some people say to Corey. So we'll seek some clarification there as to whether it's to Corey or to Corey. But um, young man Faison out of Goldsboro High School, a very decorated high school career. Uh, yeah, 1,500, 1,600 points at least, um, you know, average basically, I think I want to say 25 or 26 points in like 15 boards over the last two high school seasons. So uh, his athleticism jumps out and uh, you see some tremendous dunking ability from him and, um, and uh, really does next year and um, throughout his career with the Pirates. But Callum Richard, what I was saying about him, uh, whereas Sear Malonga is a little raw on the offensive end, uh, not quite polished, and uh, he's going to probably contribute more early on, on the defensive end and in glass. Uh, Callum Richard really loved what I saw from him uh, in terms of footwork, his ability to finish with, the, with both hands around the basket. And um, and then also, uh, not only could he finish to both ends around the basket and uh, showed nice footwork, he uh, he could knock down. All right, we unfortunately lost Bubba again. It's uh, just like the Pirates had trouble this weekend. We're having trouble. Uh, we're doing well into the end of the show, but uh, we're trying really hard. Again, uh, thank you so much for everybody wait for Bubba to come back here in just a second, but all the support of the program over five years, by the way, want to remind people while we have the top of the screen about our social media, want to remind folks to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Uh, but appreciate that. Like our Facebook page, but appreciate uh, the support of the program. Glad to have Bubba back and uh, Bubba. I was talking about, uh, to like our Facebook and um, our YouTube channel is really, really growing. Thanks to Bubba. And I appreciate that so much. A lot of shorts you're putting up there and uh, certain people we know handing out some hot dogs to left fielders uh, like last the weekend before last. Uh, so uh, appreciate you doing that. Yeah, we've, we've eclipsed 800 subscribers. And uh, as you mentioned over the last, week week and a half we started posting more shorts in addition to our uh, usual video content so uh, definitely subscribe and click that notification bell and all so you're alerted on your device when we go live or post new content Um, you know make sure you get your season tickets you know as of um, right at a week and a half ago, uh, we were a little over 12,000, so more than 75% of the way to our goal of 16,000. Uh, home schedule, 
um, obviously beginning with the Marshall Thundering Herd in week two. So it's nice to uh, to get that rivalry resumed. Uh, then a couple weeks later, Gardner-Webb. And then in league play, you have SMU, Charlotte, and Tulane and Tulsa. And, uh, and Dave, uh, very quickly before we wrap things up, on a, vi- a video that I wanted to share with our viewers. This was on the Fox affiliate in Houston, Fox 26. Oh, yeah. And, you know, hats off to uh, Parker Bird and that family, you know, everything they've been through. Parker Bird had the opportunity to, to meet his hero and – throw out the first pitch for the Houston Astros game. And uh, we'll, we'll go to that, um, that interview or not interview, but uh, video from Fox 26 in Houston with Parker bird right now. And the pitch. And it's on the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, Parker bird. Top rated high school middle infielder in 2022 before a boating accident in July cost him his right leg, but didn't cost him his dreams. He committed to play for East Carolina when he was in the ninth grade. stuff and you know Bubba this is going to be such a great story because I truly believe that the Parker Bird and his family has been so the word that comes to me here at 11 or after uh, four minutes after 11 Eastern is resilient the resiliency of this family has been amazing and I tell you what it's been great because he still has all his eligible eligibility left I believe off the top of my head because he's not taking full-time classes right now, uh, the wish of his father. So uh, this kid right now could 
really, uh, you know, some people, uh, I would say I would be, uh, you know, rooting really hard for him. But this kid really makes you believe that he's going to be taking the field and he's still very much part of this team for East Carolina. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, he is a part-time student, so that that clock uh, doesn't start ticking on his eligibility. So uh, a smart move there. And, Very. you know, really, really look forward to the day where he trots out onto the field or, you know, steps into the batter's box at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, Absolutely. There, there, there'll be a lot of eyeball sweats uh, and when, when that day arrives. And I tell you what, we always on this program, you'll never hear us say anything negative about Coach Cliff Godwin. But I work at the hospital. I know firsthand that he was the, I, my memory serves me right, he was the first person in the ED um, to get there even before his family did because obviously he's so close uh, in proximity to the hospital being living in Greenville, working in Greenville. And he was with, uh, I didn't bother them, but uh, numerous times, even with COVID restrictions, they met right outside the hospital. And Coach was very uplifting um, to him. And so I just want to give a shout out to Coach Guy when I know we did way back when. But things like that, when he could have easily just said, okay, you're off the team or, you know, but they kept his uh, scholarship for him. And uh, Coach Godwin has been a true gentleman and a true man and did the right thing by keeping the scholarship and being there for him every step of the way. Yeah. Cliff Godwin has said that uh, publicly in in uh, multiple interviews that and Parker's father had, had reached out to him saying, uh, hey, I need, I need you to uh, get to the hospital because obviously you'll be there uh, before his mother and I will. And, uh, of course, uh, Coach Godwin, I mean, I'm trying to remember what he's, what was uh, going on that weekend. But, uh, you know, he, he, he immediately dropped it and, and headed to um, the hospital. And, uh, you know, that began the a long road ahead. But uh, throughout it all, you know, Parker Bird with just his um, tremendous – positive outlook and uh, obviously uh, we know we, we haven't seen you know the, his entire walk but uh, to re- to remain positive the way he has I mean anybody that goes through something like that uh, you, you know you're gonna have your your um, adversity and bad moments uh, obviously um, but uh, Parker bird just uh, he turned a turned a very negative situation into a positive, and it's now going around to to different uh, organizations and speaking at breakfast and uh, and all those sorts of things to to talk about uh, and his experience and how he turned that situation into into a positive, and uh, he he's going to to use that to um, to you know to bring to bring others to Christ in, in some cases, you know, and just, and to get people to have a, have the mindset you need to be able to, to face adversity and work through adversity whenever it hits, because it's going to be inevitable, not necessarily what he went through, but adversity in life is, is going to happen in some way, shape or form. And when we have the positive attitude and mindset, uh, we, we have a chance to, uh, 
to use that as, as something to to shape us into who we need to be and um you know define the moment rather than it define us no question about it looking forward to seeing that day when he like you said Bubba, when he comes out on the field and or hits uh, for the very first time that's going to be if that doesn't make sports center I, I i don't know what uh would but obviously there's more important things in life uh bigger and more important than sports center but that's definitely uh, going to make national news when that happens and he's going to be a part of uh i believe uh some big big time games and big teams coming up for the pirates hey bubba i want to remind everybody uh, before I forget, absolute empowerment man, Coach Jeff Connors. You want to talk about inspiration? Uh, he's had some great shows since he uh, debuted on on TSO, and uh, appreciate his support of the program uh, for sure. And uh, he's had a lot of great guests. I know Bubba, you've uh, been behind those scenes with him for a long time, so appreciate uh, all you do there for him. And then on Thursday night, Bubba, we've got a huge show. As we're getting ready, it's hard to believe, man, it's come really fast this year. Uh, but the NFL draft is something that I look forward to every year. But this year particularly is going to be even more special. We have a lot of Pirates, Bubba. We could have three Pirates drafted this weekend. Very we good. could. And, uh, you know, going back to Coach Connor's content, okay. he, has, he has done an excellent job. And uh, his most recent show tonight, if you did not catch it live, uh, you can, of course, hear it on YouTube, Facebook, or anywhere podcasts are found, uh, be it Spotify, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, Anchor, you name it. Uh, actually, Anchor became a Spotify podcast uh, there with a little bit of a merger. But uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so but anyway, um, New York Giants longtime scout Steve Verderosa. Uh, was his guest. Um, that was a conversation that was recorded here in the last couple of days and debuted tonight. And very uh, interesting conversation there. So check that one out. Right. And But, yeah, see your point this weekend. Um, Keaton Mitchell, Holt Naylor's, uh, C.J. Johnson, obviously, uh, Noah Henderson, Noah Henderson uh, Zay Winstead, um, uh, I, I will not be surprised to see Keaton and Holton drafted. Um, Maybe Ryan Jones. Yeah, Ryan Jones. Uh, I've, I've seen a number of teams are very high on him and the versatility he brings to the table. So uh, there should be, I bet you when it's all said and done, there will be at least five or six Pirates, um, be it uh, draftees or as you know, undrafted free agents. Um, that are going to get an NFL shot. And Bubba, by the way, uh, let's not forget, uh, obviously NFL, NFL is the number one goal, but you also have the CFL, XFL, and USFL as well. And so the the uh, this is the biggest amount of Pirates we've ever had declared that in a good while. So we could, uh, the Pirates, My the point I'm trying to make is the Pirates, uh, This these uh, group of guys we have, large group they're going to go somewhere no doubt and like coach houston said it's just an indication of how the program has grown Absolutely. since he took since he took over from uh, december 2018 to present uh, 
although he didn't get drafted, and you had Jaquan McMillan that earned the oh yeah for the um, and he was signed signed as a undrafted free agent with the Denver Broncos, and then uh, he. I think he got the start and what the final game of the regular season and had had a really good get, had a really good game for Denver. So uh, yeah, it's just a you know credit to Mike Houston and this coaching staff, you know, former and current coaches, and for the talent that they're bringing in the program. And there's no reason no reason to think just the way Cliff Godwin and Jeff Palumbo have stockpiled talent and. It can be the it can be a next man up uh, rather than a rebuild. Um, th- that thing, um, that or that same uh, that thing is happening on the football side of things, where you can lose a a Holt Nailers, a Keaton Mitchell, and some of the pieces we lost: C.J. Johnson, Zay Winstead, Noah Henderson, uh, etc. And and then still find a way to uh, whether it's with high school pieces or transfer portal pieces to um to move on without uh, you know much of much of a drop off or maybe even taking it uh to the to the next level no doubt and you see richard and brandon's comments richard first said history making draft question mark i can't remember this many you're right richard in recent times bubba i would the i would say the record-breaking year would that be 83 we had a lot yeah. of guys yeah cer- certainly not uh History making as far as all time because that eighty three team, um, you know that's not going to be be broken this year. But um, it, this, if you do have uh, what I mentioned, uh, I named those individuals off and five, six, seven guys get NFL opportunities, whether it's being drafted or uh, free agent deals. Um, that would be the most. Um, since Skip Holt's final season, because that year you had um, obviously Linville, you know, elected not to play 2010. He got drafted highly. Uh, and then you had, you had uh, CJ Wilson. And then you had Scotty Robertson with a free agent deal. Yeah. Yeah. You had Jay Ross with a free agent deal. And then, and then, uh, so, that like that, uh, that, that 2009 season, you had, um, I, th- I want to say, yeah, Matt Dodge as well. So you had probably five to seven guys in 07. Yeah, that's uh, excuse me, excuse me, 09, 09, 09. Yeah, that's the last time that I remembered uh, Bubba having multiple guys. I didn't remember. You know the numbers, like you know the exact numbers or roundabouts, but I, that's the last time that I remembered having a respectable amount of players in there, but. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. We had uh, Brandon's asking about the um, have we seen the new NCAA rule for football? Clocks will no longer stop on first down. Yes, Brandon, we did. We'll talk more about that on Thursday with football being this is extra innings, but yes, we want to acknowledge you for that. And um, I, you know, uh, it'll it'll uh, be interesting to see. We'll I'll make this comment. John White said yes, except with two minutes of the half the end of the game, the game will be okay. Um, you know, some people don't like it, but we'll get used to it. It's just change, and they're trying to speed up the game. And man, some of those games are going four hours with all the commercials. And Bub, I know you said this off air. Um, they're not going to cut down the number of commercials when they're paying the kind of money they are to the conferences. So um, yeah, they have to cut somehow. 
yeah, it, it obviously boils down to a couple things. One, the TV money. Um, you, you had to cut somewhere, and it wasn't going to be there because that's what's, you know, funding these large TV deals. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you have the, you have the the safety aspect of things, which is, you know, whether it's the concussion protocols or, you know, there's been a lot of discussion over the years, although there, there have been some changes, but, you know, you've heard people, you know, do we need to take the kickoff out of the game and stuff like that? And I'm totally against that, uh, but you, you, you see it in, uh, I'm trying to remember if it's the XFL or USFL. I want, I'm pretty sure it's the XFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was very, uh, very unique. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they they had the the coverage team and then the the return team. Um, you had the return man in a typical position there about the goal line or five yard line, but then you had, as I mentioned, the the coverage and return teams positioned what is about the 25 yard line. Did you see that? And yeah. And so, I, I do like that. If they are going to change something, I don't want it to change from the traditional kickoff, but at least do something like that where you have the, the threat. You don't, Instead of having a, a kickoff team running down the field, you know, from from the other 30-yard line or 35-yard line, you shorten that up to 20 or 25 yards. So not as much, uh, you know, speed and momentum there and – Obviously, a, a decreased risk for for uh, you know one of those blocks that you typically see in that situation, or a tackle that you see in that situation. So, so that's something to uh, that's something to keep in mind. And as far as the uh, the time and rolling the clock after first downs, like the NFL does, as opposed to stopping it on first downs, something else to uh, although. I get why they're doing it. So it will be weird, uh, just like some of their rule changes and that you've grown accustomed to after a few years. Um, keep in mind over the last several years, you know, how many more snaps are being played. It used to be that the average number of snaps in a game was probably, you know, more like 60 or 70, sometimes maybe even less than that. But now you have teams snapping the football 85 to 100 times, sometimes maybe even. 105 times or something so you know playing 15 20 25 more snaps a, a football game uh, that's something to that was obviously you know on the mind of of those decision makers and uh and everyone from a safe and healthy <laughs> good good grief i'm t- safety and health standpoint right so um that's that's also a factor in addition to um, you know just having to cut somewhere. No doubt, and again, it'll be. I don't think it's going to take away from the game. Well, uh, it's going to be interesting, obviously, for us to get used to as we lose Bubba again, my good buddy. We're we're trying to wrap this up. Uh, Richard asked if I was drinking invisible drinks. I've had way too many Doctor Diet Doctor Thunders um, in the jungle, so. We'll have to be careful. Uh, Bubba's coming back now. We'll have to be careful and uh, get out of here. And uh, don't worry, I have uh, Bubba's going to drive me home. So those diet Doctor Thunders, uh, uh, I won't get behind the wheel, Bubba. I promise. You can drive me home, right, Bubba? Here are my keys. Yeah. 
yeah. But uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. Um, uh, a late edition of Extra Innings. A day later than usual. Normally, it's Sunday night. So life happened, and I'm unable to to do the show last night, but better late than never. I appreciate the viewers we've had, you know, pretty wow. much, you know, 10 to 15 live viewers on despite the very late start. And we appreciate all you loyal viewers and listeners tuning in and chiming in uh, throughout the last hour plus. Um, so make sure you get those ECU football season tickets, um, ecupirates.com, 1-800-DOLL-ECU. Um, to guarantee your seat and uh, you know support the program. Two quick things I have is don't forget to su- subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and our like our Facebook page. And also want to remind you to join the Pirate Club. And uh, you can do that 252-737-4540. And talk to them about Pirates Unite. Again, shout out to the Isleys for giving a $5 million donation today. Half of it goes to the indoor practice facility, half to baseball the expansion project. And so we're really, really close now to baseball being funded. And we're going to, uh, by the end of the year, we'll have um, obviously the indoor practice facility. That's going to be a done deal. And we'll stay positive. Give them a call and say, I want to donate uh, 252-737-4540. And uh, John White had a quick question there, Bubba. Uh, a quick question. Anybody going to Charlotte for the NFL draft party at the stadium? I know I won't be going. We've got our show on Thursday, and uh, I live four hours from Charlotte, so I won't be going, John. But Bubba, I don't think you'll be going because you'll no. Be- yeah, Ry- Riley has a baseball game uh, six o'clock yeah. on Thursday. John, if you would, you know, uh, put the information or you know tell us where we can find that. Uh, obviously, I'm sure it's on Carolina Panthers uh, or at Panthers on Twitter, on the official Twitter account. Uh, are obviously the Carolina Panthers website. So um, not sure exactly what time that's starting there at Bank of America Stadium. But uh, if Riley did not have a game, yeah, that would be interesting to attend. Uh, So I'm sure, I'm guessing, uh, I know Tony Dunn in the Greenville area and does the the Carolina Cat Chronicles on podcasts. Who knows, maybe he'll be in attendance uh, on on, uh, Thursday night. Thank you, John, for bringing that up. I didn't even thought about that, but uh, there's going to be a lot of great parties. Even maybe some watch parties around America, too, with those of us that are – it starts at 6.30, you said, on Thursday night. So uh, a lot of fun. If you're in the Charlotte area, I'll text some of my Charlotte friends to like stuff like that for sure. All right, Bubba, thank you so much. Appreciate you for all your hard work for Extra Innings. And uh, you can, again, like our Facebook page or – you can go on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll get out of here. In fact, good luck to the Pirates tomorrow as I'll be taking on the Wolfpack at 6 o'clock. A lot of purple and gold there at Doak Field. And then on this weekend, come by and support the Pirates right here as you see me in the jungle. Uh, those that are watching, uh, the Pirates are taking on two lane. We want to get that place rocking and uh, three wins this weekend. But it all starts tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. And as always, I want to remind you to go Pirates.
why not copy that? Everybody gonna see us go bananas, scream loud, but we don't hold back. Every front, every yard, every first down, every touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the red going like a hurricane, y'all.